A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Hey, Carolina fans, John Roca here. Gamefly is the best way to buy and rent all your favorite games. Gamefly puts video games where they belong in the hands of the gamers who love them. With your monthly subscription to Gamefly.com, you can pick your favorite games from over 9,000 titles and have them mailed directly to your door. Don't waste your money buying this year's new game titles before you know if they're even worth it. With Gamefly, you have access to all the newest game releases and you can keep them to play for as long as you want. So that's one monthly fee, unlimited video game rentals of all the most popular titles from Madden to Call of Duty, and over nine 
7,000 titles to choose from so you can find most of your favorites. Keep the games as long as you want. No late fees, no due dates. And when you're tired of it, just mail it back and they'll send you a new game of your choosing. And they offer movie rentals now as well. Go to Gamefly.com slash Collider and start your free premium 30-day trial today. The premium trial allows you to check out two games and or movies at a time. You can only get this offer by visiting Gamefly.com slash Collider. Now go sign up and start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief, Ryan Satin. I'm here with my co-host, Jamie Ivey. Hey, everybody. And Elijah Bates. Good day, mates. I had to... Get the I had to get the show started because Jamie was uh, chatting about some uh, some Attitude Era stuff, right? Yeah, should I talk about it? No, again? no, it's okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, actually, I think there's a there's a there's a there wasn't a ton of stuff that happened in news this week. I don't think there's some fun right, stories to talk right. about. Um, there are there there are some interesting stories to talk about, but I also. Uh, I reached out to Twitter t- for some random ass questions just right. to kind of do we again. Get any? Oh, we got a lot of good ones. So, a lot uh, of them. Uh, we got we got enough to fill a good segment here. So uh, we'll do that at the end. I think that I think you'll enjoy like that. that. You can talk about some random shit there, I Jamie. Like about <laughs> yeah, about uh, Chris Jericho. To be probably. fair, we all talk about random stuff. So you're not like being scolded right no, now. No, you're not being scolded right I, now. I feel that I'm being hindered by creativity. <laughs> We, you're the one that gets mad when I don't get out of here at a certain time. So I'm, tr- I'm trying to get us on a schedule here, Ryan, Jamie. Ryan, I'm not commandeering this ship, sir. <laughs> so get your crew in order. Uh, it's funny that you guys see there's that garbage people thing over there. Yes, I do. Yes, yeah. I don't know what that. What, wait, like, what is that? <sighs> Something happened on Collider Live during the first episode. Where they called wrestling fans garbage people. Josh McCuga, um, and, I, and then he apologized, and I thought it was over. But, but, but then they got that. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, people have time. At Collider. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of time for, for weird art. I made you a poster. Yeah. You guys can't see it, but it's uh, it's two wrestlers fighting with garbage cans on their head. But it is not in the shot anymore like it was before. So, wow, wow. <laughs> All right. Well, the biggest story of the week was obviously Simone Johnson, The Rock's daughter, training to wrestle at the WWE I'm sorry. Center. <laughs> I'm Because when you said Simone Johnson, you said it really fast, but I thought you said Samoan Johnson. And I thought that was like, are you trying to be funny and say like a weird way of saying Samoa Smart. Joe? Like I was like, well, wouldn't it be Samoa Joseph? But yeah, Samoa would, Joseph. But I was yeah. like, wait, what? So I'm sorry. Can no, Samoa and Joseph doing I got, an impact. I got so. real confused. <laughs> no, Simone Johnson. It's The Rock's 17 year old yes. daughter. 
Uh, and apparently for the past three months, she has been training in secret of sorts at the WWE Performance Center. Now, she in the past, she had expressed interest in joining the business. I think last year um, at the Golden Globes, she was an ambassador. Yes. Uh, and she did an interview with The Hollywood Reporter where she talked about how uh, getting into the wrestling business is something that she was interested in. Well, that's in. the first time we talked about this. Yes, correct. And that was a year ago almost. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that was in November. Well, time so, so, flies. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, after that, I would say, I think it was about three months ago, so it kind of, it, it's kind of funny to me now that it's come out that she's been training for the past three months. Cause I believe it was about three months ago when The Rock did an interview, and he talked about how he supported her going into the wrestling business in the future, and how he thinks that she's going to be a future champion one yeah. day. okay. Now, okay, I know there have been a ton of second third generation wrestlers now this would be the four, first fourth generation generation this wrestler the first fourth? in WWE like i ah, believe this is yeah, the first think, fourth I mean, generation I, nothing immediately comes to mind otherwise cuz orton is like third, third generation charlotte is second generation curtis, curtis is third third so yeah i, feel I, like I think we talked bo dallas and bray wyatt third third i feel like we cracked an egg on, on this conversation at some point i don't already. think so no, i don't right. recall Maybe, I, I, maybe. Saw, I saw a lot of discussion on it uh, uh, via Reddit okay. where they were kind of picking apart, and they're really good with those kinds of things. Um, I saw a lot of people saying, well, technically, who did it uh, There were a few people they pointed out. Um, I, I forget exactly who, but they said, like, the hearts are close. Well, the, have I mean, the closest opportunity. The McMahons have a, a close opportunity. Well, right now, it's like this race to see who will be the first fourth generation. Well, basically. Depend, like, fourth generation wrestler. I mean, there in have WWE. Been, there have been multiple fourth generation. I mean, the, you know, Shane McMahon, in some ways, is a fourth generation that, that, wrestling that personality. Was what a lot of, I guess. That's what a lot of people said in the on Reddit that technically, like, Shane and Stephanie, but they're not wrestlers. Like, they're. Wrestling personalities, but would you really yeah. classify Shane you know, and Stephanie as wrestlers? No, I would not. That's not like their <laughs> trade, you know, their profession by trade. So I don't think it technically counts. I think this. Is, I agree with you. But you know, one thing I wonder. Well, first, you know, she had initially mentioned that she wanted to do it after college, and I'm kind of surprised that she's doing it instead. You know, her senior year with, you know, of college. No, senior year of high school. Huh. You know, she's only 17 right now. I look, she's posting things like from school, like well, senior week, blah, 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 blah type stuff. You know, when I was 17, I knew I'd be doing exactly what I do right now, so. Well, you did kind of want to be a writer when you grew up, didn't you? Yeah, I know. I didn't want to, like, well, I guess. So you are technically doing what you want to do Shut up, Ryan. I was trying to be smarmy, okay? <laughs> but, you know, I, <laughs> but they, okay, but still, you know. I, hey, can I, I just say something real fast? Yeah. I totally support this. I think that she'll do great. I think that's where Ryan was going to ask us. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, no, sorry. No, go for it. No, I, um, her, her dad is The Rock. I think that she's grown up with somebody who has a dynamic work ethic. I think that when you grow up, like, like Jamie knows better than I do even, but like my dad had his own company and he worked his butt off and he instilled what I would like to refer to as a, a dynamo work ethic in me. You, that's something that you can earn it sometimes, but it does get passed down from generation to generation. And it's just like the idea that The Rock worked so hard to get what he has right now. And he works as hard as anybody. He works like Vince McMahon level. It's like I said, it's the only celebrity I know that actually legitimately – well, I don't know him, but I, it's the only celebrity I'm aware of. That needs actually legitimately needs a private jet because he needs to be in a million yeah. places in a, in a single day. I, I I just think that she has grown up under the leadership and supervision. And again, I don't know what extent 
of his presence in her life he, that The Rock has been and everything. It but seems to be pretty strong. It, 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 he does seem to have a, a good, strong family bond and everything like but that. But I did find it telling in the in the interview here, because the, the, the first person that really brought this to light was Zelina Vega. Uh, and she did an interview with Lillian Garcia this week uh, her, on the Chasing Glory podcast. And... It's a great show, by the way. Agreed. My favorite uh, interview podcast right now in wrestling. They, they get deep. She gets deep, Lillian, and I'm a yeah. big fan of it. Yeah. And in this podcast, you know, basically she talks about how she met The Rock a few years back, and she, you know, was kind of... Uh, the Rock was her dad's favorite wrestler, yeah. and her dad died in 9-11 uh, at, at the Twin Towers. Right. And so... The Rock was like a special bond between her and her dad. So when she saw The Rock in public, she said, or saw him at like an event or something, she was looking at him and was clearly she was probably staring at him. And he was like, "You look like you have something you want to tell me." And so she told him, "Like, yeah, you know, you, you know, my dad and I had a bond over you. He was his favorite wrestler. You were his favorite wrestler. Um, you're probably like the reason I got into wrestling. You know, my dad's no longer here, but you know, uh, the fact that I'm here, you know, there's a whole like, yeah, long yeah, yeah. stop thing." And then he said, thank you, how much that means to him. And then I think it was like, I want to say months later, she got like a random text out of the blue from a number she didn't know. And it was like, I just read uh, who your father is. I was unaware of like how he passed. What you told me means so much more to me now. Uh, and then she, he did some kind of thing to insinuate it was The Rock. And she like flipped out. And so they've been close ever since. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, which I didn't know. And so... She didn't have to try out. Remember when we went and saw the Fighting with My Family? Yeah, right, right, right. When they were right. when they were filming it, she said she didn't even have to try out for it. She said huh. that she had like multiple WWE tryouts and it wasn't working out. And she she was I guess like she was close to something in in one of the recent Spider Man movies. Like she had been getting down the line audition wise, and then lost the part. And she called him kind of like, I'm just gonna give up. I'm not I'm not gonna get in WWE. I'm not making it in movies. Like I don't know what to do. I'm just gonna give up. And he was like, no, just hold in, stay in there. I'm working on something. Just just hang in there. Uh-huh. And then he called her and offered her the role of A.J. Lee like shortly after. And then shortly after that is when they called from the PC saying they needed someone to be Andrade's manager. And so she was like, well, it all worked out together. Um, but the reason I brought that up is because uh, she's, she said that when we saw the you know when we saw her filming uh-huh. the fight with my family thing, she says that. After that, she ran into the dressing room, hugged The Rock, crying, told him how much it may, you know, meant to her that, that, that he gave her this opportunity, and that The Rock's daughter said that she, she told her eventually after that that she knew she wanted to start wrestling for sure when she saw Zelina record Fighting With My Family, huh. and I was like, that is a wild statement when your dad is The Rock. Yeah. Like, you would think that of all the million memorable moments that your dad has had in, in wrestling history, that, that one of those would have been the thing that did it for I you. I mean, maybe it was... I don't know if that was necessarily the thing that inspired her to get into the business. Maybe it was just something that like decided to trigger her her um, her haste, I guess. Yeah. Maybe it was something that made her want to not wait until she went through college, because... Maybe, yeah. Because maybe... I mean, as you, as everybody knows, unfortunately, it it still is, even though it's become leaps and bounds uh, further in progression. It's still in the entertainment industry, especially hard as hell for women to get jobs. Especially, it it is a competitive, cutthroat world, especially in the world of on camera stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you kind of waste time. Some people. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying this is in the minds of some people. They don't want to wait until they're. In their mid twenties to just start, yeah. you know, like they want to be like when they're in their prime, when they're actually getting going, which, you know, is not a wrong or right answer. You know, it's it, the time will tell if. I mean, you told me if you told me Noel Foley wanted to grow up to be a pro wrestler, 
And at, when I first saw when when I first saw Beyond the Mat, if you told me Noelle Foley was going to grow up to be a pro wrestler, I would have been like, oh, she'll probably take it to it like water, you know. And fast forward, she gave it a shot, but it didn't work out. And um, did, she, did she really give it a shot? I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to knock it. I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, but, true. Um, it seemed like it was more of a TV storyline. I don't know, but she. But it did, obviously it didn't take. Yes. So uh, and so. Who will see? Who knows what will happen whenever the Rock's daughter will I, I take to go? I would also suggest too that we live in a much different world. I, I know, like Jim Ross and others, you know, would always be like, "Oh, go get your college education so you have something to fall back on." In this day and age, unless you have like an engineering degree or you have a degree in a very specific field, I'm sorry, but a liberal arts degree is not going to get you anything. Like that literally doesn't do yeah. anything for you outside of open you up for the opportunity to have a really middle income middle low to middle income job i'm not criticizing those jobs and saying that either that's the reality of the situation so i agree with you that you know strike while the iron's hot when you're young when your body's fresh we you have the ability to heal and be pliable to a trade that's what i'm saying and say she fit my the reason i'm saying that say it doesn't work mm-hmm. so then she has the whole rest of her early life to yeah. go find something else. 100 percent. like i think that i like again it's a different time and place than it was when somebody like jim ross was watching young bucks come up in the industry you know it, it's just not the same time, and that that low level degree, I I see where like you know the argument for going to college first before you do anything comes in, but again it's just like wrestling is not an old man's game or an old person's game. It's a, it's a young person's well, game. And also to further that one, you know the. the the entertainment industry, I, I remember when I was in school, and it was like, oh, I should go to college. And I was going to college, and then I started working on t- TV shows, and it was like asking around, like, what did, what did you do for college? What, what gradu- you know, where did you graduate? You know, what did you graduate? And it was all different stuff. And that's when I realized, like, you just need a foot in the door. Yeah. You just need a foot in the door. And if you have that foot in the door take in it. the field that you already want to go it's into. It's an opportunity. Like, I, like the yeah. thing is, is, like, she could sink or swim, like you said. Like, she could sink or swim. It's all about what she does with that opportunity. If you're provided an opportunity, it's, there's nothing wrong with being given an opportunity it's fine that's actually you should feel stoked for anybody who does have an opportunity as a matter of fact that they have like a chance to, to do something but it's all up to that individual to do something with it too so time will tell how this turns out i think she has all the potential in the world absolutely she's got a great bloodline she's got a monumental father for the not just the industry but the entertainment industry hell yeah i hope that she succeeds i hope she's you know the next great one for here, that here. matter you know i and this is just, you know, the the warrior in me. You know, let, if you guys had a kid, would you let them there's train? A war, there's a warrior in all of us. Yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> the ultimate warrior. The one, Ryan the one warrior nation. Yeah, you want to go to Warrior University? <laughs> Where's your shit on me? Um, <laughs> if we get to high upper echelon podcast levels, if there isn't a Where's Your Shit on Me shirt... Like that, like that's the best. That's I the, would. That's the best one. We I would also about. like a Warrior University shirt too, with like an upside down W for the Warrior. Yeah, like, uh, Warrior. Like, it's warrior. warrior. We don't know what we're saying anymore. Warrior University. <laughs> uh, the Warrior in me. Uh, if you had a kid, would you let them train to wrestle at seventeen years old? Uh, I don't. nowadays, but more so than a while ago. Well, you know, it's I, and I have seen, like you said, nowadays I've seen a surprising amount of classes at wrestling schools for children which surprises me because you know and, and it might just be because you know we grew up in a generation where you hear of like the people our age or even you know a little older obviously where you know they got the shit beaten out of them for months before their first match and then that's when they learned it was a work in their first match and something like that yeah i know the the, the wrestling world is very different now and it's not like that but 
you just think of like, man, like I, I just feel like if my body wasn't fully developed at 17, but at the same time, like I, I understand that there are contact, like kids are playing football, you know, kids are boxing, kids are boxing, like kids are doing MMA. Um, so I, I, I guess it's really just up to the parents, you know, and obviously the rock knows that if he's letting her train, Anywhere she's going to get the best she's getting, training because I mean the Samoans, the Wild Samoans, I think have a training school in Florida. Like, yeah, that's family. Yeah, okay, but yeah. come on, no, no, <laughs> course, no, absolutely, of course. Yeah. You're going to go to the WWE Performance Center if you have that opportunity. Um, I just, man, I just, I don't envy her uphill battle. That it is an uphill, that's battle, an uphill but battle. At the same time, yes, but she. Um, it's it's a different it's apples and oranges. I was gonna try and compare it to Charlotte. It's totally the same as Charlotte. It's it's not exactly the How same. So? Well, Rick is notorious in the wrestling business. I'm not saying that it's completely different that they don't have similar. They, there are similar yeah. aspects to it, but I think the level of stardom is considerably different. Fair enough. And I think that they would look at Charlotte. Like for instance, people know that even though Ric Flair is Ric Flair. He hasn't always had the best monetary stability, whereas The Rock is 2017's highest paid actor uh, at the time. And he started with $500 shirts. So, yeah. You know, he's had a whole history of so, like good so, money management. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's a it, I, it's just seen differently. As yeah. a, like, you know, he's not only successful, but he's a, a multimillionaire. Well, see, that's my question. That's one thing I struggle with the most. And I actually wanted your opinion on this because – Because know, he's not just a wrestler. He's a wrestler and he's an actor, if not the biggest actor in the world right he's now. He's one of the biggest actors in the world for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. He's one of the highest paid for sure. Um, and that's kind of why I was I, – I, I wanted to get your opinion on this side of things because I think a lot of people look at this and they say to themselves like, Why? You know, wrestling is a tough business. It's not an easy business. It's not the most rewarding business. No, it's not. It's not the most high paying company. until you really get to a higher echelon of, 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 of athlete there. Um, and you're the highest. You're the daughter of the highest paid athlete in, in actor. Know, I, sorry, a, a actor in the you know in in the entertainment industry. Um, I feel like most people look at that and say. Why? But then at the same time, like, you know, you come from a wealthy family, you know, and you tried to, to you know, go to WWE and you had an audition there, you know, a tr- mm-hmm. tryout as well. You, you know, why do you think that she would do something like that when she, you know, she could really do anything she wanted? Like, she, you well, know. Well, I think the difference is with, well, say a person like me, for instance, and me going off and doing, um, going into the whole uh, um, digital retail business. Like, if you asked me when I was growing up, 16, looking up to my father, did I think I was going to be. Doing or running a shopping network? No, never in a million years. Um, but that's just me because I always wanted to go against the grain because I knew wherever I was in the music business that I would have that attachment to me. Yeah, just where no matter what it was just I felt like it was an asterisk no matter what. Of course, yeah. And I felt that if I went to a place that I was passionate about and gave it a shot that I had no safety net that nobody I'm sorry Vince McMahon does not give a fuck who executive produced 8 Mile like he does not care no he he's probably not be, seen 8 Mile and he probably doesn't even know who Eminem is <laughs> I think he doesn't even know what 8 Mile is yes he's, Mars, he's, from the Mars company <laughs> And, WCW pay-per-view. And so I wanted – for me, the reason I chose to go give my shot at the WWE and then it turned in – from the audition, it turned into a position on the production side. It um, – yeah, I just wanted like, – I got obviously huge passion for it, wanted to be a part of the production world, wanted to give it a shot and go out and do what I – and go make my own name. This is uh, a little – what Simone's doing is a little similar but – 
it's not a different world for her. It's yeah. not because it would have been it, like if you went in the music industry. Yes, like um, it, it uh, because the, it, and also just like the music industry, the wrestling business industry is very different nowadays. Whereas my my father was who he was in the music industry, and it's a, uh, like it. It's a lot easier to become successful in music now, and I'm, that's I'm, that's a generalization. It's easier to become notorious. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's and that's it's, a good way to put I that. I think the same thing applies to wrestling nowadays, <clears throat> and this is something that she sees that could give her a possible leg up into a further world past wrestling, as well as what it did for her father. And it's a great way to cut your teeth and learn how to do things that could help you if she does eventually want to become an actress, which it seems like she kind of does because it seems like she's kind of vibe. I'm a, like, I'm a little curious as like, only because like she's 17. The but, rock, the rock stopped wrestling full time in like 2002. Right. Sounds right. So that basically means that she's becoming a wrestler despite the fact that she was not even alive during The Rock's heyday in the World Wrestling Federation and World Wrestling Entertainment. Like she – like the fact that she wants to do it is a little surprising to me just because she wasn't present for her dad's yes. success in the industry. But – yeah, she hasn't – she wasn't for her initial uh, upbringing. I don't think she – she wasn't – of course, she wasn't alive. Um, but I do know has been to as many WWE shows, been to as many WrestleManias as I've had. She's there every single time. Yeah, she's very yeah, she's very much so every single time. Okay, and it, it, when, even when The Rock has nothing to do with it, yeah, because she's with uh, her grandma. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of times she's there with the mm-hmm. grandma. Okay, which is interesting too because you know the grandma was very much involved in wrestling. So you know she's a promoter. Yeah, yes, she was a promoter, and yeah. so I, I, I find that interesting that you know a lot of times she's there with someone who you know. A lot of times she's at wrestling shows, not even with the Rock, she's with someone who has a history in wrestling as well. Okay. Besides, you know, Interesting. A deep lineage in wrestling. So I don't think it's a passing phase. I don't. I think she has had this coming for a while. Um, I it's, it is a very curious move. I mean, uh, I, I mean, t- like I said, time will tell. You would think that. Yeah, I mean, the Rock seems like he's going to be someone who's supportive of no matter what his daughter wants to do. Yeah, within reason. Of course, but well, I mean, you can't be the Rock and tell your daughter that you, she you can't, can't become wrestle. a wrestler. Yes. You know, yes, she, like literally, that's how her our entire family has made their name. Like, I yes. just want to follow you know, in your footsteps. It's interesting because, like, you know, the eras of when the Rock got into the business compared to when she's getting into the business are much, much different. When the Rock got into the business, it wasn't so. What's the best way to put this? There wasn't the level of athleticism in the industry. At that point in time, let's say the late 19, uh, 1990s, that there is in the present era right oh, now. Yeah. Like yeah. she's coming into a much more, you know, like uh, what's the – I don't even know what way to put this. I was going to say like – Athletic. Athletic, you know, like – Competitive. Flips, uh, yeah. gymnastics. It's athletic. Like, so they, like I mean do, athletic on the most extreme of levels. Yeah. You know, like where – you know, like – and so – it is not – like, I mean, not to take anything away from The Rock. He was a great athlete. That's a big part of the reason that he was so successful is that the dude could do a lot of things for a guy his size that you wouldn't expect. That, and he had a physique for a guy his size that a lot of people in that day, day and age, you know, that were off the juice at least, could not achieve. Um, yeah, you and, don't find a lot of shredded Samoans. No, you really don't. You um, don't. And so it is one of those things where it's just like, damn, I, I wonder – it, how prepared she is for like that level of athleticism when it comes down to it. Well, I almost wonder. You know, you mentioned your 
you know, how it had been like if you had gone into the music industry. And you technically did kind of like for do music. For, and, and I feel like she could have a very similar path where she thinks that, you know, she uh, what she's you, what she thought she was going to be doing until she has to find her actual passion. Similar to how you uh, Well, she's doing it the right way in a different way than The Rock did. I mean, yes, The Rock also went to the developmental system and he went by and learned from uh, Tom Pritchard, mm-hmm. right? And um, – and it's even though the developmental system is night and day from what it was, it's it's NXT has made it so you have a way to grind and cut your teeth and earn your pay your dues because they make the talent set up the rings and shit. And, you know they make them do drills yeah. and and like if they're like coaches, you know like if they do something at a show that they don't think they were giving it up their all, they make them do drills and shit until yep, yeah. they throw up. You know that's really what I think she's going to benefit from is that she's doing that whole yeah. thing. You know she's going to there and you know what if I wouldn't be surprised just because I think just the amount of respect that Vince has for the Rock and Vice versa that hey say she's on there for two to three years say i'm not saying she's not cutting it but she's not ready to be on tv yet they'll keep her down there for a little longer they'll keep her down there as long as she's willing to be down there i would imagine let me ask this is the rock out of like people that he's able to get into the industry now because you got Nia Jackson into the industry. Nah, when his kids I mean, have you kids, think, you think, be, he'll you be think Vince McMahon is like a lifetime pass for everybody. The Rock. Yeah, wants. well, at least. Well, I don't even know. If, well, when? Well, it, I mean, time will tell. But I don't think Vince will be alive when The Rock's kids have offspring. Just well, yeah, probably just not. doing Fair math. Makes yeah, sense. Doing math. <laughs> Although you never know with that guy. Yes, I mean, who knows? But. Um, I, I mean, if you were to be alive, I think the Rock's like grand great grandkids would be good. They all, dude. The 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 Rock's family has a lifetime tryout pass for sure. You like if you write on the application that you turn in related to the Rock, you're gonna get an instant callback for sure. Okay, as long as you're related to the Rock, like more directly, I'd say he's got a lot of cousins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would also say like <laughs> now he's kind like, of I've seen like, a, no, I've seen, I've a lot seen of, those I've seen those Anoa'i like promo posters, and there's a lot of people I don't recognize on that but, flyer. But I've seen a lot of those guys at the tryouts and the the WWE.com writeouts, like Lance, who's out here, and there's a few other ones. I've seen them at the tryouts. So oh, Lance the, got a tryout uh, recently, semi recently. Okay. Um. So yeah. Uh. And and by the way, I should mention. Uh, I, I said at the top, but it's only a part-time basis, the training that she's doing. Uh, she is she's still not in moving high school. To Florida? Well, I think she lives in Florida. I have no idea. I think I she know. might live in Florida already. And um, But I have heard from sources that it is looking well, to become I, I a mean, more permanent or, thing. I'm not or, – I mean Orlando, Orlando yeah. yeah. Uh, that it is in the near – the word on the street is that it's going to become more of a permanent thing in the near future. I'm assuming that has to do with her, her schooling and all that yeah, kind of graduation. stuff. Yeah, but graduation – I mean she just started the senior year, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I mean, I you're, the, you're the reporter. <laughs> I haven't been in high school know. in a long time though. <laughs> uh, OK. So uh, I, I, while we're on the topic of NXT, I wanted to bring this up. It's not quite a full topic, but man – I got so much shit today uh, in the past two days. Just today? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but uh, and, and, I, and I wanted to get your guys' opinions about this. Mainly you, Jamie, because I know, I know you're a fan of Bray Wyatt. You know, remember back in the day with NXT where they would have guys from the main roster or, oh, yeah. or guys who were part-time guys like a Rob Van Dam who would appear on a random episode yeah. of NXT and stuff? 
So I think like this week it was like the, you know that uh, they had a Rob Van Dam. Yeah, 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 it was the, I know five year anniversary because you retweeted it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like the five year anniversary of like Rob Van Dam appearing on a random NXT episode. Nice him and Tyler Breeze. Uh, no, I think it was Aiden English. You're right. Yeah. Um, and because <laughs> Jushin Liger was with uh, Tyler Breeze. Yeah, but it wasn't even a takeover. It was just a random episode of NXT. It wasn't even. Yeah. It wasn't a takeover. And Rob Van Dam accidentally went to the wrong building. So I'm, I, I'm here, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I I travel in my gear. <laughs> and so I tweeted saying, like, oh, I wish they still did this. Uh-huh. Imagine Bray Wyatt versus Keith Lee at a takeover, which I feel like would be a dope match. Like, I'm a Bray Wyatt fan, and I feel like the How two— How did people react to you? They were all like, what a fucking idiot this guy is. <laughs> I mean— they were all like, of all the examples, you chose Bray Wyatt? Hey, that's your Twitter voice. <laughs> <laughs> so the ones who were like giving me shit for it. Like, oh, I'm sorry that I, I have things that I find interesting or that I would be excited to watch that are different than I'm you. I'm sorry for offering a suggestion. <laughs> yeah. Like one person was like, uh, <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> Keith Lee versus Apollo Cruz. Keith Lee versus Andrade. Keith Lee versus uh, blah blah blah. And you chose Bray Wyatt. And I'm like, yeah, Bray Wyatt's dope, dude. Like, I like Bray Wyatt. Bray, I think Bray- Wyatt is all like, what's a good example? It's like, it's like if you, it's like. It's almost like when you put um, a hamster in a maze and you put cheese at the end of the maze, but there's a glass window at the end of the cheese because, like, it's like, okay, go get it. It's right there. And, but they're like, I, I can't because there's, there's a barricade here and I can't. And it's really what that is. Bray is amazing on the microphone, amazing in the ring, unique on every aspect. He's a former he, WWE champion. He's a former WWE champion. He has one of the most interesting characters, at least in its inse- inse- inception. In in recent history, he has he has he has wrestled John Cena and the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Like yes. those are not things to sell short. Nothing against Andrade or against who was the other one? Apollo. Yeah. Lot, yeah. Hey, like I'm sorry, but those guys haven't accomplished anything in the WWE yet, except for what they accomplished in NXT. And Apollo really didn't accomplish that much in NXT too. So there's not much of a legacy to fall back on with that. I can understand that people would want to see it due to like the athletic nature of who he is. But that's just one of those like deep, deep armchair quarterback statements where somebody is just like, "Me, about this person?" And it's just like, no. Like, Bray Wyatt has accomplished so much in his WWE career, and he accomplished so much. And the character who he is in WWE has its roots in NXT, too. He didn't just become some other character like Apollo basically has. And Andrade, although he's had a great last couple of weeks, has not accomplished anything yet in WWE. So Bray Wyatt is a perfect person to choose. I take your side on this. Thank you <laughs> well, very And much. also, and the reason... Bray Wyatt people are people are knocking Bray especially in this case because he hasn't done anything of note yet and that's not his fault if, and you know, and I'm not trying to like be the carry Bray's uh, like his flag here because everybody knows that I'm a fan of his but the fact of the matter is it's is that yes because you know you can't make <laughs> it's all the booking you can't look me you can't look at me in the eye and tell me that Bray wouldn't be better uh, placed on the card if it was if he actually won a few matches yeah. you know. You can't look at me in the straight in the face and say like, no. "Oh yeah, he's, it's just because he Vince doesn't like." And that may be why, but it's because he's not a good worker. He's an amazing. Yeah, worker. he's a great worker. That's why he's. That's why he wrestled the Undertaker at WrestleMania. You only get put. And by the way, he had a broken foot. Yeah, and he did it. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone tweeted and said, 
Uh, first, someone told me this is a very bad take. It's admirable that you still have faith in Bray Wyatt at this point, but he hasn't had a good match in forever and hasn't looked motivated. He's in had ages. great matches. He just loses them. That's how I felt about it. He's and had I- great matches with Roman Reigns. He's had great matches with John Cena. He's had great matches with Matt. Those matches were great. That's how I felt about it. He like, just I lost so, them all. <laughs> I was so confused about this. Like I was like, man, if you told Bray Wyatt he had... 20 minutes with a talent like Keith Lee at a takeover, he probably pumped and tear it out. Like. Okay, okay, let me ask you a question then. Because the, the two people that, that you referenced that you said, I, I know that those are just examples, Andrade and Apollo, but they haven't accomplished anything. If they had to choose somebody who was formerly from NXT, who's accomplished a lot in the WWE, who you could see going to NXT... There's not a lot of other people outside of Bray no. Wyatt who you could actually see being sent down there. So, I know that to not and short change this person. And they're, not fucking, they're not fucking sending the shield down to NXT. No. I'm sorry. They're just not. And to not, not I don't want to fully put this person down, even though we made fun of what they said a lot. But like th- they did have other examples. It was Keith Lee versus Apollo Crews, Keith Lee versus Samoa Joe, Keith Lee versus Sami Zayn. Joe would be a good one. Keith Lee versus Kevin Owens. Keith Lee versus Andrade, and you chose Bray Wyatt, the destroyer of careers, hot momentum, and pushes? No. I don't know about that last part. Right? Who's, whose push did he derail? And then they said... He was a major and then factor they said, in the push of Daniel Bryan. And then they said, of all the main roster talent to use with Keith Lee, Bray Wyatt is the bottom of the barrel. So, of course, people are going to question it. Bottom of the barrel? There no. are so many names in WWE that I can think of Tyler that would be considered bottom of the barrel. And not even Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze has been doing stuff at NXT and shown that, like... You know what? When given the opportunity, he can still bust it out. Like, I saw a bunch of clips from this match with Ricochet, I think it was last weekend, and those guys were, like, fucking all over the place doing stuff Like where I was like, man, I miss Tyler Breeze in NXT. There's some, there are much more people that are... I think that, like, like I, I don't think that there's value in somebody going back to NXT who was recently there. That's why Andrade is, like, definitely not. He totally. just left. Even Samoa Joe just left Agreed. a year and a half ago. The idea, there's an appeal to somebody who was there long ago. Homecoming. In the, in the initial stages of NXT becoming what it is today, that's the kind of people that you would want coming back is the, le- like, legacy members of NXT to come back. Bray Wyatt is among that legacy. And, like, and not only that, but, like, the, it would be like a collision of big bodies. That's though, how I too. It. Like it would be, but not only that, but two big dudes who can go. Like that would be a really fun thing to watch. That's what I thought too. Well, me and you are in the same boat. Just to go around. <laughs> and apologies to the person who said there's obviously other great examples and everything like that. However, Bray Wyatt is not the bottom of the barrel. That's a, that's that's a factually incorrect statement. That's not even subjective or opinionated. Since it's been five years, about since the takeovers started, I think that's what these uh, we're kind of seeing from these things. How long do you think it should be until? Cause I feel like it should have been now. How long do you think it should be until they do like an NXT Homecoming type show where it's like old? NXT alumni versus current ones. I think now is a good time. I feel like five year anniversary would have been perfect for that. I don't know. There I don't, are so many people I want to I don't, see from the main I don't roster. Know. I don't think like, uh, like it's just it, the track record for NXT call ups isn't isn't good enough yet. You think that's the problem? I think that's the problem. It would be like a reminder of like how good it's they like, were oh, when they were they, allowed to be. Yeah, it's like oh, like people who used to be interested in like well, okay, Bo Dallas has had an up and down career. That's that's not being fair, but like it's you know, Bo Dallas was the former NXT champion. You know, like, Neville is not even there anymore. Yeah, know? but you could do, like, <laughs> Sasha versus Kyrie Sane and, like, um, I don't know. If like, they did that, I would want it to be not an annual event. I would want it to be, like, a one-time every-now-and-then kind of event because, like, I, I just feel like 
you know, sometimes like for instance, uh one night stand, which started out as an ECW event and then became like a normal WWE event before it changed to Extreme Rules or whatever the hell. But like, but even with the WWE pay per views that happen on an annual basis, there's nothing special about them. There's nothing special about Hell in the Cell. Yeah, there's a Hell in the Cell there, but there's no, there's nothing really drawing you into that concept of the Hell in the Cell outside of the fact that you've seen Hell in the Cell matches before and you're going to see another one again. And so, like, I, if they were to do something like this, I don't want this to become an annual thing where <laughs> we keep having Seth Rollins show up and he's just like, ah, not I was here off, first. Not to go off on a tangent, but I'm, I, I, I'm just so confused about the NXT's Hell in a Cell choice. I mean, okay, Jeff Hardy's going to do something crazy. Oh, SmackDown? It. Yeah. You mean SmackDown? I, what did I say? NXT. I'm sorry, SmackDown. Because it's – it. The, yeah, Randy Orton, Jeff, right? It's uh, like the the amount of work and tone and storytelling that they've been doing with AJ and Joe, you would think that the, that, that would go to hell in a cell. Yeah. Yes and no. I, while I agree with you, it would be awesome. I feel like at this point, like Joe and AJ is the most well-built thing on the card. I don't know if it necessarily needs the Hell in a Cell because I'm already excited to watch them go against each other. I, if it had just been Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton without the Cell, I would have been so fucking bored and I would have been not I'm, interested I'm in that. So at least I'm by interested. It. You're not interested in Jeff Hardy's first Hell in a Cell match? Nope. Not one bit. I think Really? No, because uh, here's why. We've already seen people go off the top of this larger cell into the, you know... Have we seen someone jump off? Uh, I guess we've seen the Shane elbow. Did. Yeah, Shane. Shane did. And we haven't seen like, a swanton off the cell in the cell? I, I, they better Shane not let him do that. <laughs> Roka and I were talking about that on the recap show this week. We were like, fuck, he's going to do it, but how do you do that? Is like, that this weekend? Is yeah, it, yeah, Sunday. I don't know how, because that is definitely... other. I mean... The only way, they, the only way I can think of well, them doing it is that they the bust high... out the, the Rikishi, like, uh, flatbed. I, I hated that. Me though. too. I hated that too. I well, I think with the you know this new like uh, you know this airbag you know announcers well, table. Because remember, they have. Shane's done it twice. I remember each time somebody's moved out of the way. I yeah, mean, he did it to Taker, then he did it to Kevin Owens. Fans is the one actually land it. You're saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, he probably won't because I mean, you falling from over 20 feet. <laughs> you like, fuck someone up. Yeah, bad. That would yeah. Hurt but, your... but Kevin Owens and people already hate taking that move just from the turnbuckle. <laughs> And the, like imagine that for okay, especially Randy Orton just like smoking his vape. Nope. Hey, do you think do you think they just cast Orton in this because they're like, hey, he's been in a bunch of these matches. He just we don't even need to tell him what to do. In I think so, hundred percent. Like, I, I just I'm not excited. I, there's nothing because they still haven't given us a reason why why Randy is doing but, this. But hey, but he's the he's the, the reverse version of the Legend Killer. Like he's like the. Old legend killer now. I like that. But he's, he's still he's the only going after legends. Yeah, he's, he's the he's reverted back to his legend killer self. He's the legendary legend killer. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, okay, I don't know. I just would. I thought you know. I thought it would have made sense for Joe but, and AJ. Hey, hey, but no, it, it, it would have. It, it would. And I'm not saying that it wouldn't have made sense. I just you know to, to be completely fair, I do feel like it, the AJ one has been the most well built. So it, I could see their reasoning being. It doesn't necessarily need it, right? Well, is there any other stipulation for this one, or is it still just a regular match? Joe and AJ? Yeah. I think it's still just a regular match. Mm. It's tight. It's tight on well, match, I mean, so. it's, it is a regular match, because, I mean, it's this weekend, so. I, um, I, but back to the point, though, like, I'm not excited about 
Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy in Hell in a Cell. And that says a lot about how they've diluted the, the Hell in a Cell concept to that same note. That's why I don't really like the concept of doing like an annual Legends return to NXT event because it's not special the second time around. So hell, like what Hell in a Cell match is Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy? Like 40-something? Yeah. Like how many damn Hell in a Cell it's matches It's true. They it done? has become very watered down. It has point. because it's a, it's a yearly thing. Like I remember, it's not even it's it's more than a yearly re- thing because they had they'll have it at WrestleMania sometimes. I remember when the best Hell in a Cell like match announcement ever was the retirement match with Cactus Jack and Triple H. Yeah. And then when he said Hell Hell in a Cell, and the crowd went nuts, is because they know that shit was. There's only been a handful of them at the yes. time, you know. Yeah. And that's when they're like, okay, you know, like I I feel like. The amount of time between what, like that one and the one before that was like what, like four or five years or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was like two years, I think. But regardless, it was like two years. Well, though. it's the same so reason. Two, two years in the in the wrestling industry is like a lifetime. But, yes, but, and I thought, and I it it doesn't have that impact anymore. It's like when, like when um, when Jeff Hardy said, "Hell, it is." That's, I mean, like it's, it was a surprise that he said it, but yeah. it's not so much a surprise. Oh, we're gonna get a Hell in a Cell match at the Hell in a Cell pay per view. Yeah, well, I mean, Roko and I were talking about it this week on the. I want to say the Smack. No. Oh, the raw recap, I want to say, um, where you know the same thing kind of happened to Money in the Bank too. Now that there's two Money in the Banks and it's a yearly, th- you know, it's it's a two thing and there's multiple things and it's like I disagree. both shows. Really, I disagree. I feel like I mean, look at you can't. Who, who was the women's Money in the Bank this year? Carmella. Nope. I mean this. Uh, wait, this year? This most recent women's Money in the Bank holder. Who was it? Was it Carmella? No, it was not. It's Ellsworth. No, it was not. Who? It's Alexa Bliss. She cashed in that night. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. You don't even remember that. You don't even remember that. Because it happened that night. And then we were talking about with Braun Strowman. Like, we were like, wait, is this technically his cash in at Hell in a Cell? Like, that's weird. Like, it is. Yeah, I know it is, but it was weirdly done where it was, like, said in advance and he's well, not carrying the, the reason, beast race anymore. Okay, yeah, but then you can make that same argument for the Royal Rumble. No. I mean, okay. Yes. Yes, yes I did. Well, to be fair. Because you can't tell I me did every, say that. You can't mention I did say every that. single Royal Rumble winner to Ooh, me. I do it. I, to be fair, though, I did say when they announced the Women's Royal Rumble and the Greatest Royal Rumble that I thought it was Royal Rumble uh, overload. Well, that's more than one Royal Rumble a, a year. There's still only one, like two. Like, There's I mean, three can, Royal Rumbles a year No, now. I'm talking about for the Money in the Bank match. There's still only one per gender a year. True, but there's still two of them. It's okay, yeah, but then the girls have one now, which I don't mind at all. No, I don't it's, mind the girls have one. I just feel like it's overloaded. I, I feel just, like it's no, less special when there's like, they're just handing me, them out like candy. To me, I don't think they're handing them out like candy. <laughs> to me, it serves as a storyline purpose just as much as the uh, as Royal Rumble does now. I think it's part of that whole part of the of the schedule of WWE programming, whereas like, okay, January means we're going to find out who's going to challenge for the title, you know? Or as whenever, I think it's... April or March, whenever that rolls around, I love the money in the bank aspect. I I want it implemented every single year because it adds an extra iota of something to think about in the back of your head whenever anything is happening. I miss it being a WrestleMania. I, I don't. I don't like it being its own event. Just like Hell in a Cell, I don't like being its own event. I be like that as a may. I, don't, I can move there as well. Yeah, I, but I'm, I, I, it happening every year. I like that. I think it. I think it serves a purpose. No, I think I, I, I agree with you uh, that it serves a purpose. Obviously, but I, I feel like it's lost a little bit of luster for me. But you, back to the Hell in a Cell point uh, that we were talking about. Do you guys feel the same way about the Raw Hell in a Cell and Mick Foley coming back and his announcement that he's going to be like the, the special guest referee? No, but I'm. Um, I, I, I know why they're doing it, and it's also you know because WWE has a really funny history with certain people 
that are overwhelmingly nice in the way they treat them. Like how they treat Jr. is a really weird relationship. Yeah. Like it's the same thing with McFoley. They have like a really weird relationship. They like with to beat him, him up. Yes, they, like, they do both emotionally and physically. And what this whole thing is is just a huge promo for his twenty years of the Hell in a Cell tour that he's doing. Yeah. And the fact that they're giving him such a stage to do that, I mean, I'm I'm not shocked because isn't Aaron is special though on the network? I don't know. Is I, it? I, I think it is. I think it is. I mean, even giving him a special on the network, you know, that's even another thing, you know, and. Um, like I said, I'm not. Sh- it's not a surprise that they did it because they brought back McFoley time and time and time again. Not to anybody's complaint, not to my complaint, but I just think it, it, it's just so funny to me that it's such a roller coaster of a relationship. Yeah, it really is. It, I mean, it, and it goes across the board with a lot of the main. Has he there. has he refereed more than one Hell in a Cell before? He did the tri- Triple H Triple Kevin H. Nash one, and um, I. Was it Triple H, Kevin Nash, or was it... Oh, yeah, it was. It was. I was thinking it was Triple H and um, Chris Jericho, but that was the one where Tim White hurt his shoulder or whatever. Yeah. I don't really care about them bringing McFoley back. Is that weird? No. I don't I don't really... I don't not care for it. I don't care about it. Okay. That's kind of how I feel. It's not that I was, like, it, against it. It was just kind of like a... Okay. Well, it's just... It, it's, it's the problem with WWE. And, again, this just goes back to... If you do something too many times, you dilute the unique quality of it. We've seen McFoley be the referee in a Hell in a Cell before. We've seen him be in Hell in a Cell matches. We've, we've seen, seen him talk about the Hell in a Cell. We've seen him I was take just a about to say that. And please don't take it as we are diminishing that feat of the Hell in a no, Cell match. I got into wrestling, no, but I've heard whatsoever. about it. I, I, there's only so many times me I can hear someone you, talk about it. Me and us three, one of us the ref, one of us is Taker and Mankind, could probably reenact the match beat by beat. <laughs> that would be Easily. Awesome. We probably could. And Can I be Terry Funk? Oh, no. Uh, you don't have the right shoes. I want to just wear the white hat, though. I want to be Terry Funk so I can kick my shoes off. Plus, I have... I, <laughs> and t- and tuck your t-shirt into sweatpants. Tuck my t-shirt into sweatpants and cannot kick off my monarchs. We'll make Kevin be Foley. <laughs> Fair. I want to be concerned Vince McMahon. <laughs> I want to be the stretcher. Vince's, <laughs> face, Vince's face in that is the funniest thing because he's literally like... Like he's showing no... He's not selling it There's at all. some he's guy at like, home saying they know how to fall. <laughs> like he's completely stone faced through it. He's look. He's consider. He's genuinely looking at it, but he's just like, I may have somebody have died in, yeah. in my Oops. ring. <laughs> I, hey, but like, I know like it's that match has been overplayed and overstated. But literally right now, I thought about Mick Foley's face as he's getting off the stretcher and coming back to the ring, and I can. Rem- I remember watching it on pay per view in Atascadero, California, on a tiny little TV, and seeing that face and being like, he is not human. Yeah, he is not a human being because a human being shouldn't be walking after that. Let's less smiling. Even if you can, wouldn't want to be. No, <laughs> like, okay, I'm good. Sin Cara stopped a match because he hurt his like pinky one time or something like that. <laughs> no, I that match I still show it to people when people are like wrestling fake. Why you go wrestling with? I'm like, sit down. We're going to watch this match, and I'm going to show you how fake wrestling is You know it's is not a great show to show people who might not be into wrestling? The Slammy Awards. Any Slammy episode. Do not show that to yeah, a non-fan. Because I, I I'd be like, hey, wrestling's even stupider than I thought. <laughs> um, okay, well, moving on from the McFoley's thing. If you want to hear more about uh, discussion on McFoley's Return to Raw, go check out the Raw recap we did this week. It's myself, Roka. It's available on the YouTube channel. It's also available in the audio feed. Uh, but we go into everything that happened on Raw this week. Uh, I, I didn't love all the McFoley stuff, so there's much, much, much more. The promo more was good. I, I, just, I just didn't really like, – it's just like I've heard him talk about it so many times. Like I don't – it just didn't really interest me. I don't know why Elias had to do with it. Uh, I just, I just, did, just didn't care about it. It just wasn't for you. It wasn't for me. But, but 
Uh, something that was for me is Renee Young being named full-time commentator. I thought that was such a good call. I think that, look, it, uh, Jonathan Coachman is an entertaining character. Like, there's no denying that. But, man, he's had a rough, rough <laughs> return to WWE, especially yeah. when it came to commentary. Like, it didn't even feel like he was watching the show sometimes. Yeah, that's what I brought up. Like, half the time they would, like, you could hear audibly. If you go back and watch a few, just a few, even not even, like, a few weeks ago, it's just, like, Corey even just looks at Coach like, are you are you watching, dude? Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Like, he's, like, said this audibly on air. And it's just, like, we've said this before. Yes, we're happy. We don't want anybody to be unemployed, of course. In the re- And it was such a great thing that WWE picked up Coach when he had to be let go from ESPN. But it, it was phoned in, man. It was phoned in. It was the most in. phoned in performance I've seen on commentary in a very long time. And I and I you know, I I like I said, I enjoy Jonathan Coachman. I think you know, I like what he yeah, did with coach ESPN in his and prime WWE. was great. A heel coach in his prime was one of the most detestable people in a good way. I, I, am, I am a little bummed though that they're not moving him to the backstage interview uh, position as opposed to the pre-shows that they're I mean, having that, on. the way that they're doing this, it kind of feels like they're phasing him out. I mean, I it's it, I'm, I hate to say it, but it's just it is what it is. It's the writing on the wall. When you get assigned to the pre-show, your TV time gets cut in half. That is yeah. that is where TV time goes to die. That yeah, is true. I mean, how many times has David Otunga been on the pre-show? Once every five pay-per-views People or don't even believe. No, he's, I think he's on... All the pre-shows. That's what's so crazy about the statement that you just said. Why is he Is that so... most people don't even know that he's a part of the company anymore. Why is he? <laughs> no, seriously. Why? Because I, I thought at first I watched maybe pre-shows was... and I, I, I like his insight when he, Wait, when he Yeah, out. that's fine. Why is he on the show? Well, there's so many other people that could be. I'm just concerned. He's not a legend. He, yeah, he can talk. But this is part of me. It's just like. What the hell? Like, he's not married to Jennifer Hudson anymore. That's which what I, I feel saying. like is the whole reason that he was kept in the company is because she won an Academy Award and they wanted some degree of separate, you know, Because she came to some of the that. events. And it was just like, hey, like, that was the only reason that David Otunga was employed, I felt like. I'm a bit, I'm, I, you I, I, Otunga? No, 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 no. I was going to say, I like Otunga. I think he's a great guy. Oh, um, no, it's nothing you know, personal the, about him. But uh, he seems like one of those people who, and you know, there's a he few knows where the somebody's buried. <laughs> I was just going to say, Shit. he knows where somebody uh, is somewhere because, man. Is he a lawyer? Yeah. Okay, yes. well, that's probably another reason, too. Harvard lawyer. Like, he was like, yeah, well-trained. Like, whoa. Now, the Harvard fan? No, Harvard's great. But, I mean, the guy hasn't been using his degree. Come on. <laughs> no, he has. Oh, well, never mind. I don't know. No, he – I remember when I was at TMZ, I was like one of the stories I did on him where he was still taking cases pro bono just to, like, keep his uh, – keep is his he, chops like, up. Is he working – does he have, like, a law office right now? I think Can he, we call the offices of Otunga and Schneider or something like that? I think like that? that he does work at a law office. Like, he ha- like he can be hired through a law office. He takes pro, pro bono cases, I believe, the last I checked, that, <laughs> that interests him. Like, I would love it if he was, like, an independent counsel, like, working in, like, a, like small claims guys, court for people who didn't have the money to pay for lawyer. Show some respect. He's a former tag team champion with John Cena. It's true. It's true. Now you say he's not even a vet. Why, why? That's why he's on the pre-show. There's a little kid who is a former tag team champion. It doesn't mean anything to me. Nicholas on the pre-show in 2020. Yeah, I, the I want Nicholas's voice to change on the pre-show. <laughs> uh, I, I don't really care about it that much, though. I thought Nicholas was Sam Roberts. Isn't that the same person? What? No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so uh, I, I think there's. I think, I think that's all we've got to say about Renee Young being named. There's no. Hey, it's yeah. great. It's we great. It's great. It Sabu had a horrible opinion on it, but Sabu's got had a lot of you know you know. 
Oh, Sabu has a horrible opinion about fucking everything. everything. Has, the dude has a crappy background. He the last thinks Dokeda said the N word. Literally, a crappy background. Yeah. <laughs> Blood showers. Um, okay, another big story this week was Ric Flair getting married for the fifth time. <laughs> I couldn't imagine getting married at 80 years old or however the hell old he is. Like, I, what's the point <laughs> at that age? Like, what is the point at that age? Hey, I don't you know. know. He's something he wanted to do. They're Mar- happy. You get married to something that people did back in the day. 69 ex- years old. Sorry. Excuse for oh, like wow, party. that's why. <laughs> but <laughs> nice. I mean, if <laughs> I we said I'm glad you brought it up because I was so happy. I mean, it was only in a wrestling wedding. Only in a wrestling wedding would the groom walk out to a song by the Migos and and with the front row of the wedding be The Undertaker. I think Lil Baby was there. <laughs> and it was a rapper. Rodman. Dennis Rodman. And, um, and well, the front row was Rodman, Conrad, Thompson, and the Undertaker, Undertaker and like, uh, and yeah, a few other people, but and Charlotte, and Charlotte, and Charlotte, the new Horseman. That <laughs> not only that, it's just it was like I remember, I remember this because I was watching the entry because just being a DJ, and even though I I did never did weddings when I was a DJ, I just know cues. In yeah. music, where it points are, it's obvious the person who was running the, so- the music never heard the song before because it had a huge <laughs> intro before that. Because you, you ever see that where the person comes out of the music during the intro and doesn't really know when to come out? <laughs> yes. That's what Rick did. And and it's just so funny because they have the song as he's standing. And anybody who knows the song, their lyrics to the Rick Flair, Rick Flair, Flair drip. It's a great song for a guy to walk out at. Not at a wedding, you know? I mean, I mean, yeah, it's a really popular rap song named after you. But the lyrical content literally in the chorus says, I'm trying to fuck you and your bestie. Like, and this is being blared over the loudspeakers as the priest is just sitting there with his book just like – <laughs> like this, this, these horrible things are getting played over. He's like, why didn't there somebody just get a, get ordained online but for this just, wedding? So, it was just you know so, what's funny is until you said that in the text message today, I didn't realize that was the lyric. I thought that the lyric was, "I'm trying to fuck you in your on best. your best day." Oh. <laughs> now the lyrics make much more sense, and it, it is extremely inappropriate for a wedding. <laughs> I honestly, when I, I I always I'm trying to fuck you. On your best day, and nope. so I even not that best would day, best be, day would have been even weird. that would be weird. I'm trying to fuck you on hey, your best that, day. That, no, even 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 if you just said trying to fuck you on your best day at a wedding, still not still okay. inappropriate. Yeah. Hey, at what age do are should people stop French kissing in front of cameras? Yo, that photo you guys posted was humor. <laughs> I, Rick, I just texted you guys. I didn't retweet it. Rick, that it was, picture it was, was fun. It's inappropriate. It was, it was get, inappropriate. get it. Hey, hey, I, get in there, old man. Hey, I, like I mean, the comparison of saying it was like 2015 Biff, I'm like making out with 1955 Lorraine. You and me, Lorraine. It's just like it's so gross. It was meant to be. And you know what, though. I hope I can be gross when I'm. Yeah, I love. Hey, I'm so very yeah, happy. Oh, I'm going to be tonguing my wife for sure when I'm 69. Your fifth dude. wife? Oh, well, hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully it's my Erica, first wife still. Erica, get Trying ready. To fuck her in her bestie. Get ready. Yeah. If I don't get us a house, then probably. But like, I don't know. And her bestie? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm not that slick. Um, but I, I, the the guest list of this wedding was so also. How random was it oh, that wow. Dolph Ziggler yes. walked her down the aisle? Yes. Can we find out? I mean, why hasn't anybody asked him? 
He's Why still is- there too. Like Ric Flair posted a picture today where it was like um, about like you know like the, the survivors or something yeah, like that. So, and mean, it was him, sit- Dolph Ziggler, just sitting right there with Rick at the dinner table. So anybody wife. who's like not people who survived talking, the wedding, no, what? he gave yeah, away yeah. he gave away Wendy for the wedding. And wait, the Ric Flair posted something about the survivors. Yeah, like is everyone who was still there, basically. Oh, okay. Like, oh, the wedding survivors. But it was like Dolph Ziggler was still just sitting there with Wendy and Rick, like their BFFs. And I was like, when did that happen? Huh. They may be good friends. Who knows? Yeah. Regardless. uh, What are you implying? No, I just was confused. I I didn't know they were so close. Okay. Sure. I do think Dolph Ziggler is very Ric Flair-like. Like, Like he seems like a new school Ric Flair, you know? So I I like the the pairing. I know that Ric Flair, like, talks about Dolph Ziggler as one of his favorite wrestlers right now. Yeah, he brings him up a lot. Yeah, he he loves Dolph Ziggler. He's all about Dolph Ziggler. Interesting. Um, But I also like that he streamed... The the whole like he, intro he, on Facebook on Instagram Live too. <laughs> man, I like man. Ric Flair is a G. Like I I know that, I'm like, so that he's still alive. I mean, the guy he almost died. And, last and of year. course, like I love that he 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 wasn't at the altar for two minutes and he was in tears. <laughs> Not even he, he before his wife even walked out, he started crying. Man, that guy but loves to cry. He can cry with the best of them, man. I love that he's also in an all white suit, like just like the like the the bride does, just all white like that, and then sunglasses. That's that's pretty pim. Yeah, he's a he's a character. <laughs> he's and you know the character. Rod, you know the Rodman Flair connection, right? They have the same manager, yes. right? Yeah, Darren, whatever, I, I Prince or something yeah. like that. Um, I mean, who wouldn't want to go to Ric Flair's wedding? No, yeah, there was tons of wrestlers in there. That would have been lit. Dude, I would have loved that. I also like in that picture of Undertaker, Rodman, and Ric Flair, you see that Taker, who wore jeans to the wedding, uh, is, uh, he's double fist, well, single fisting two drink, like two shots of whiskey. Yeah. Where he's like holding them like as if they're like two beer cans on top of each other. I was like, dang, they don't see that. You know, Undertaker gets down. That's how you stay in shape. <laughs> yeah, don't is... drink beer. Just stuff it down with some brown. <laughs> All right. Well, another thing that happened this week that I want to get uh, – I feel like, Eli, you're going to have less of an opinion on this, but I, I'm going to take it to an area where you will. But the the new trailer came out for WWE 2K19, and there was some weird-ass shit in this trailer. Mm-hmm. Stuff we weren't expecting to see. I was not expecting to see most of these things. You know, the games, for the most part, have been – very similar to the past, you know, ten few years, tweaks here five years, few tweaks here and there, different mode here and there. But for the most part, you know, the things you normally get. This stuff is stuff you don't normally get. First, I don't think that we've ever seen in a wrestling game. Yeah. So first, we've had there's it looks like there's gonna be a House of Horrors match. There's so we get an outdoor huh. thing, which is you know the House of Horrors match might not have been the most uh, popular match setting, but it. I, for a game, it's interesting. Yeah. And it might it not be specifically that. It could be an aspect of the creation suite. It could be an aspect that, like, you know, you could create outside venues now as opposed to, like... I hope so. That would be dope. Well, because you can do an outside venue, but it's, it doesn't But no, it's that an cool. outside stadium. I'm saying, like, an out, like put a ring in the middle of the forest. Well, so they have that one that looks kind of outdoorsy, but you're right. No, you're right. Absolutely. I would love to have like, one where it looks like you're literally, like, in a backyard wrestling zone. But at the same time... I wonder if they're going to actually – if that's what's going to be – or because the gameplay means that that's where you can play. That wasn't supposed to be a cutscene, right? So like I, Yeah. I mean unless that there was some Wyatt compound segment that was part of the WWE showcase. That was part of the Daniel Bryan thing. But that wouldn't make sense. Why not? Why wouldn't they show it in the gameplay trailer? 
Well, because it looked like the burning when Randy Orton was burning down the Did house. Did it? I didn't see. Yeah, I yeah, didn't, yeah. I mean, I saw one part of Bray running around in front of the house. I didn't see the Randy standing in front of the burning house. They showed a quick shot of Randy burning that. So I'm, that's why I assumed it was the House of Horrors match. Yeah, I mean, I don't like. Uh, who knows what it is? I think there's a lot of. I'm, I think a lot of people are asking questions do about you, a lot of stuff on that. Do, do you think? If that is what it is, that's a mode you'd really use. It may not. I, I mean, it may not be that. It may oh, be. It, it is, may so be I'm a Hardy saying... compound match. It very well maybe could be, could be a Hardy compound match. It could. And I, I'm. It's something else to do. I don't know. Because I never on... really fuck with like the backstage ones. Like I don't. I usually stick with the matches. I don't really like I, mess with it too much. I don't do the backstage matches that start in the backstage. Like you if take I them backstage, yeah, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. You know, if. Um, I sometimes like because uh, you know I have um, eras. I have different shows, but at different eras. Yes. Like my Attitude Era show has the hardcore title. So like, uh, well, then you have to take that yes, backstage, of course. <laughs> um, one of the other things I was confused by was Zombie Triple H. They show yes. zombie mode, and it almost looked like the the zombie toys that they have out. Yeah, yeah, and Solid Gold AJ Styles. Yeah, I was, I, I'm assuming that was just part for of, the uh, million dollar challenge. Thing. Yeah, the Zombie Triple H thing didn't quite look. It looked like it was more than just an attire. Like it wasn't just like a new attire that he was yeah, wearing. Yeah, I mean, it it looked looked, like I mean, from a lot of the trailer, it looked like a lot of the stuff that you would find in the cheat map of. I mean, the cheat section of uh, Goldeneye. You know, yeah. like big, <laughs> like big head mode and stuff like that. Like there's a picture of Xavier, like Xavier Woods loves. There's a there was a clip of Xavier Woods doing a dive, but he has, he has it's big head mode, and he was like, I've been waiting for this forever and stuff like that. And he was, and then somebody tweeted at him, and he. And he he died over, and I thought it was hysterical too. They said, "How do you know it's just not little body mode?" And he was like, "That would almost be better." Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see that. That's great. Um, yeah, the tweet that he said that I loved. He said, "I honestly have no idea if big head mode is a thing in the new game, but if it is, then I'm ecstatic. If it's not a thing, and my head is actually this large in the game to house my huge brain, then the same emotion applies." <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. I feel like this generation. It has no idea what big head mode is. No, it was right? a big thing back then. Like that was like a thing in our generation. Like that was like a thing in most of it. What game outside of GoldenEye did they have big head mode? Uh, well, NBA Two. No, uh, I, yeah. I say NBA Two. That's not NBA, NBA, NBA Jam. There we go. Yeah, you're right. NBA you're Jam right. had the big head mode. <laughs> Why? Quake had big head mode. Why was big head mode game. a thing? Is this because they could do it? I think that's. I think that is <laughs> why, is that the only reason why they're like, hey, we figured out how to make give a big head. Because a lot of games you could do that game genie thing, and big head mode was involved too, where like you could do it in the game genie yeah. for other random ass games too. So I think it was just like an easy. Like a I'm guessing thing? it's an easy programming thing that you can just do. Huh. No, does it give more damage if you do like no, a head mode? You know what it looks Not like really. to me, and you know what it, I think it very well could be. Is that whole challenge thing, the whole challenge tower thing? Because remember, if you because you have played the Injustice Towers yeah. and the um, and the Mortal Kombat Towers, can't you know, stop they, playing Injustice. They change up the uh, they change up the the attires a little bit to fit whatever narrative they're telling in that specific challenge. So it very well could be one of the challenges to defeat an, uh, an army of zombie wrestlers. You know, that yeah. could just be part of the, part of the challenge tower. I, I see how I many hope you can that beat. is that, that that's actually a good guess, Jamie. That actually that's my solid guess. That's a really good guess. That that makes the most sense of all this because. I was watching the trailer like, what? There's just going to be all these random-ass modes? But that makes sense because when I play like Injustice uh, or Mortal Kombat, when they throw those – like when you're doing the tower thing there, and they throw in the random uh, things that make things – Stipulations. Yeah. that make things all different. When things are flying on you and 
cutting from the ground and stuff. Uh, are you looking forward to the game? Absolutely. Yeah. I am. I mean, like, yeah, there are going to be things you can nitpick about it and you could go on and on and on. Easily. Easily. And But the fact of the matter is, <clears throat> in terms of right now, it's the best wrestling simulation we got. It Absolutely. Is, straight up. And where they lack in innovation, they make up for it in content. And we get a lot of wrestlers, a lot of creation suite, a lot of stuff to like a lot of stuff to play with. You get a it's not the perfect sandbox, but it's a big sandbox yeah. with a lot of toys. Some of them are broken, but it's a lot but by and large a lot of them aren't. And that's why I like it. And you know, until somebody just reskins no mercy. This is what we got. <laughs> it, it's mind blowing that No Mercy is still referenced. Well, it's one of the that's you, perfect segue since you guys brought up No Mercy. You know, when I asked for questions on Twitter today for the show, oh yeah, um, Aaron Turner, who hosts Best of the Rest uh, on the podcast feed on the Wrestling Street Radio podcast feed, uh, the first episode went out Saturday, so last week. Can't recommend it enough. Great show. It's Aaron Turner and Rachel Evans. They talk about so like Lucha Underground, May Young Classic, NXT. Um, Lucha, I think I said Lucha Underground, but, but, but everything else, the stuff that isn't Raw and SmackDown, so go check that out. Uh, but he was one of the people who sent in a question, and he wanted to know our favorite wrestling games of all time, all time favorite wrestling games. And I feel like for you, is it no, is it No Mercy? Eli? I would say like No Mercy is hard to, to follow up just because <laughs> no I No Mercy, I like you just because I for it. just because I changed so many of the characters to be people from my hometown. Me so too. I, and my, many of whom are dead now. It's crazy when I play it, which is not that often. But um, That's but in depressing. addition to that, I would probably say if I had to throw other ones out there, I would definitely not say any of the Raw or Warzone games from N sixty four because I feel like those they are haven't just, aged well. They're so clunky. They were even back in those days. But it, I, that was also at a point where you know WCW versus the world. Uh, I'm sorry, WCW World versus Tour. NWO World Tour, which is the first one on N64. But that itself was a takeoff of WCW versus the World on PlayStation 1, which I had. It was the first one where you kind of had that charging thing where you'd hold the button longer then, to well, do a That grapple. was really originally a takeoff of virtual uh, virtual pro wrestling yeah. from uh, Japan. And I, I, I feel – but I, I would probably put – uh, WCW versus NWO World Tour second only because Scott Norton, more so than Revenge yeah more yeah. so than Revenge well, only because it introduced the concept of that kind of game Revenge amplified it and you had La Parca and you had all these other great characters in World Tour you had a bunch of nobodies but there was a move Scott Norton had like this devastating clothesline punch that would literally like knock people out to the point like where it was just this move that he would do where when my brother and I who was the main person I played it with when we would play it together and we did that we'd be like the match is over well, like with, he just killed that person with me my favorite of all time I would have to talk it's a toss up between uh, it's a toss up between I always have our. I mean, I, I always have a hard time deciding between Revenge and No Mercy because yes, No Mercy had so many more innovations that you couldn't do in any of the other N sixty four titles. Like the, it had tables, it had ladders, it yeah. had a storyline, it had a story mode. Yeah, and um, you got different. Like each, like each belt had a different storyline that you could play out. Yeah, and it, but Revenge didn't have any of that. But I, but very much like yourself, I associate a lot of. Late night sleepovers with my friends playing Revenge. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I didn't do that as much with my friends. Revenge because- also felt like WCW of that era too. Yes. That that it had a lot of uh, of of momentum for itself when it came out because it was at the height of WCW's popularity before they kind of went downhill. I mean, then you could always. I mean, everybody says here comes the pain with on PlayStation Two. I don't know if you ever played that one, but that one was pretty stellar. Yeah. It, um, 
Uh, I'm trying to think. You know what else I played a lot? I actually played um, WWF Royal Rumble on Sega Genesis a lot, just because, and that it wasn't great. And there was one where you'd grapple and you'd have to tap the button yeah. really hard to win the grapple. And it was, you know, it wasn't like it had the greatest cast of characters. It had IRS, it had Luna. The, the narcissist. Didn't have Luna. Luna was in W. Was in Raw, which was the follow up to Nintendo. that one. Uh, yeah. But you know what? I used to even. I would start off a Royal Rumble, and my brother and I would just like we'd leave the controller there and just let the we'd take bets on who was going to win the Royal Rumble, and we did that. We watched Royal Rumbles take place in the video game version of Sega That's Genesis funny. dozens of times, and just bet on who was going to win the match. Actually, remember that really shitty Royal Rumble arcade. That wasn't a shitty game. It was, I well, it was hated Royal, that well, it was game. Royal Rumble Arcade. You yeah, know, that like, game, that wasn't shitty. It the just one that was more de- recent, it, where it was, like there was like tw- where it was like it was on the Dreamcast. Yeah, that sounds about the right yeah, time. It was also too the, many people that could be in the yeah, ring at it was once also and then go slow. It, it was also on the Dreamcast because I mean it was what it was. It was an arcade style Royal Rumble simulator. I yeah. mean the only reason why it gets a bad rap is because it didn't have depth. It had no depth. It had one style of gameplay. Yeah, yeah. it was rough. I hated that game. I mean the reason why it's a like total debacle. Same with like that one when they tried to redo it with the legends and it was like real cartoony. I think it's and, like Legends, isn't it's, it? It's something like that. The Legends yeah. of WrestleMania game. I was thinking it was all a, cut scenes. No, 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 not that one. Um, which I kind of like that one. That was like the one that wasn't a WWE game, right? No, they are thinking of Legends of Wrestling. There was a Legends of WrestleMania game. Oh, that that's what it out, was. That's what it was. Where they, they should... made all the guys look super buff. Because there was Legends of Wrestling, which has the that only game was kind of cool. There was the only that was the only game that had Owen Hart in like that passed his death. You're right. Legends of WrestleMania and All Stars. I hated those ones. Yeah, I, never... I liked All Stars. Really? Yeah, because you know why it was easy to pick up and a lot of my because I was on tour when All-Stars came out and my whole tour bus played it and 80% of them had no idea who any of them were but it was so easy to play it was like the NFL Blitz of wrestling you know what I hated about Legends of Wrestlemania Michael Hayes was on the roster and it was like he is not a legend of Wrestlemania <laughs> no, he does not. not belong in this game he does not belong in the same categories as Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant in terms of Wrestlemania in terms of wrestling <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a big Michael Hayes fan, as any fan of the show well knows. But it's just like, I remember seeing him on this, and I was like, I'm not playing this game anymore. I literally stopped playing when I saw Michael Hayes did in the I, game. Did either of you guys ever play the game All-Star Pro Wrestling, where it was like a Japanese wrestling game? Nah. I never played it either. It wasn't until, um, there's a guy I follow on, on Twitter named Harry Wrestling Fan, and he's got a website where he does like lists and stuff like that. And it's funny. It was it was the top. Oh, it was the, the the top ten unintentionally funny entrances in wrestling video games. And I, since I never played the game, I never saw it. There is one entrance that is so fucking funny. If you've never seen this, I can't recommend it enough. It's the entrance of Ricky Dozan in the game, and he was dead at the time. So the the people who made the game thought that it would be like respectful since he's dead to not have him do like a normal entrance from the ramp. And so in the game, instead, he does his entrance from heaven. <laughs> and like, in, like, in the, like, it's, I'm going to pull it while you guys are talking about, basically like, they show, I'm going to pull it to a better spot first, hold on. But they, 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 sh- like a light opens up from like the top of the arena and then like, <laughs> it like splits apart and he comes down like an angel. It's like HBK's entrance at WrestleMania 25. <laughs> yeah, totally. Kind of, but more ethereal. I was just getting rid of the. Oh yeah, but it's 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 one of the most awkward things you've ever seen. Oh, I've seen this on a because somebody made this a meme. I think I might have done that. Yeah, you (laughs) might have done that. That's funny. (laughs) It cracked. Well, now that I know the context, that's even funnier. Yeah, it's. It's so good. I, if you have, if you've ever seen this, but video. he comes down like this. <laughs> he comes, he comes <laughs> with his arms at his side, all the way 
down from the top like a statue that lands in the ring and then it walks. It's, That's funny. It's the best. Is it over? He gets to watch it? Yeah, it's off. Oh, my favorite thing. Okay, so... Uh, His face. I, hey, wasn't there a non-wrestling game that used the No Mercy engine? Yeah, the Def Jam wrestling games. Huh. Yeah. Why the hell did they do that? And nobody else... They were dope. <laughs> I, I, I played it, actually. It was a lot of fun. And yeah. I'm just... I just never have understood why they never went back to that gaming engine, though. There's, uh, well, the gaming engine is called the Aki engine. Yeah. And uh, I don't, uh, there was some legality that, like, if something happened when THQ went out of business that, so I don't know the exact details. Um, Bryce Yang at 2K Sports told me, because, you know, they have the title now, but they told me why they no longer are able to, because if you think we're the only people that want them to remake that, then you're mistaken. To remake Revenge? Like, no, use, the, the, use like, the, engi- the gaming use the engine. engine. Well, the engine update, is pretty similar. But update the roster. You know, it's not that similar. Like, the whole hold down A to grapple. You know, it's not that. Well, it's strong and weak grapple, basically. Yeah, but it's it's a lot more simplified controls. True. Honestly, I would be... And I know Fire Pro Wrestling is basically... It's that. a different version of that. Yeah, I was going to say, I, but I wouldn't mind them doing like an old school N64 emulator with all the current roster. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that'd what be it would cool. be. Yeah, that'd like, be cool. And, and, and you know why? Not so much to make, like, to sell for $64. It would be purely for the um, I, mobile. Uh, that'd be, I would, if that was a mobile game, I'd buy that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'd buy it right now. Okay, so here's another question. This one came from at Uber Thai Guy. And he said, Do you think. Is it, wait, is it. Yeah, Uber Thai Guy. Uh, do you think. NXT signs too many indie stars that will inevitably get lost in the shuffle. Who wants to go first? <laughs> you can go first. Um, no, I don't think they're signing too little, uh, too many people. I think that they're not adequately training them to get over on a larger scale. Because when you go to the same people in the same crowd over and over and over again, of course you're going to get over. I don't think that WWE, it, while WWE does adequately prepare you for how to talk on a microphone and how to take bumps and how to protect yourself and your opponent – it doesn't necessarily teach you how to transition all that well. Yeah. If you look at all the people who have successfully transitioned, it was like, okay, yeah, they were going to succeed whether or not. You know, like it's it's like they they kind of succeeded in spite of themselves. Like whenever like like Samoa Joe, for instance, you're like, why does he even add NXT? You know, like yeah. he didn't need that, and he did great things there. But it was only a matter of time before he got called up. You can't say that about Tyler Breeze. You can't say that about Adrian Neville. You can't yeah. say that about Bo Dallas. You can't say that about. I mean, at the time, you couldn't say that about Biggie Langston, you yeah. know. And um, even though great things have happened to Biggie since then, and I just don't think that there's. I think that they do. I think that it is about a ninety to nine. And what do I know? Because I'm not training any wrestlers. This is just from an outsider's perspective. But from what I see, and just based off of their track record alone, I don't think that they adequately get them. Uh, ready for a ever ever changing audience, whereas you're playing uh, because what a lot of people don't understand about the NXT audience, it's a lot of regulars. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, it's, it's a mainly lot of regulars. regulars. Yeah, and it just because they're getting yeah they're getting a great reaction, it's because they they know them. They're, it's they're used to it. They're, they're chanting their theme songs because they know them by now because they've heard them a million times. Yeah. And it's very misleading seeing somebody, oh, yeah, they're getting crazy reactions. People are saying this is awesome at the, at the Full Sail Arena. It's like, yeah, good. You know, nothing taken away from anybody who's done those things. You know, NXT has produced a lot of great talent. It's just it's based on their track record. It, they, they do great about until about the 98% mark when they're loading their, their creator wrestler in terms of the loading time. It starts buffering around 98%, my opinion. I um. I don't know. Like, like to what Jamie's saying, you know, like I, I was just thinking about um, 
Edge always tells the story about the first time he had like a dark match appearance at WWF at the time, and Scott Hall was still with the company, Razor Ramon, and and the piece of advice that Scott Hall gave him was just like, you need to stop playing to 40 people and start playing to 4,000 people. You can't do that at, you know, at the Performance Center. You can't play to the large crowds that are going to be there. And kind of one of the... One of the the only I love NXT. One of the only criticisms I'd give it is just that like it's really difficult to gauge how a large audience that's not filled with straight up diehard NXT fans is going to respond to somebody until they get to the main roster. So I think it's more of a quantity over quality exercise in a lot of ways in the way that the WWE probably looks at it. It's like, yeah, it might seem like they're signing every indie guy because they're these people that know how to wrestle. They know how to tour. They know how to live the lifestyle of a wrestler in a lot of ways. So it makes sense that they'd sign these people who are not going to give up on the industry when they realize that travel is rigorous and difficult. Um, But it's also just like not every single spot on the WWE roster is a main event spot. It's not a guaranteed ticket to WrestleMania. You need jobbers. You need you need low-level enhancement wrestlers. And unfortunately, a lot of those people from NXT end up becoming those low-level positions. Or fortunately, it's a great job. They get paid. I mean, or look at really No Way well. Jose was just that's that he didn't even have a an ounce of like, he didn't have a shot when No Way Jose was brought up. They were like, "Yo, this is the extent of where your of where your character's going right now. They haven't even tried lately since he's been called up. Oh no, no you, I, you I haven't seen that conga line. I think got lost. It got lost on the what the last what, a few months ago. Dude, one of they, the shows. they don't even try anymore. They're just like nobody cares. Hey, I, but you know, but what, to like, be fair, I don't. I'm glad they're not trying anymore because it was not going anywhere. I don't know no, how it did in the first I, place. I couldn't believe it when I saw it come out. I was like, you've tried this before. Um, <laughs> I, you've tried I, the same gimmick This already. exact gimmick. It's I, just a different type of music. <laughs> I do think they're signing too many indie talents that I think if they let them mature. be free and mature a little bit, you'll get an, you'll get an, more Matt Riddles and, and uh, people of that nature. Drew McIntyre's. Yeah, Drew McIntyre's than as opposed to people who you get a little too early. You know, uh, so... Yeah, I think that there are two people being signed that are getting lost in the shovel. But at the same time, if I were WWE, I'd be signing all those dudes too. I mean, if you had yep. the resources, they're talented people. You 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 have this giant training center for yeah. a reason. You know, um, putting talented people in there who deserve it, it, it makes sense. As as frustrating as it may be, if you become one of those talents who gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last question I'm taking from Twitter before we end the show here, and that is, I saw this on Twitter uh, this week. Uh, this week, and I thought it was an interesting question that. Uh, Eric Bischoff posed, but uh, Rome underscore II asks us, all this all this NWO talk going on, should they bring it back with new faces being led by Nash, Hogan, and Hall? No. No, because as we've seen, new anything in the WWE or wrestling in general doesn't work. So what if it was without Nash, Hogan, and Hall? What if it was no. just no. new NWO? No. New, no. new no. anything. No. no new NWO. No. Why? Give me well, one. I mean, the, why? I why? Can, I, outside one, of nostalgia, why? There's I think no, the one the one argument would be that Bullet Club could maybe technically be considered a, a, a new NWO that took shoot. a lot of their things that took a lot of the things that that were popularized by NWO and look how much money they. But made. it's also happening in a world that the NWO doesn't really exist. Agreed. No, and I'm not saying that the, they're you know Bullet Club or NWO ripoffs necessarily, even though that's kind of the joke of the of the mm-hmm. whole thing. Um, but I think you, the, the argument could be made that the name NWO is a money making name, and if you put three, let's like you're telling me you know okay, let's what about this scenario? What if it's John Cena turning heel and becomes the Hulk Hogan of the matter? No, still no, no, no. Too, just, too derivative it, of what's already happened. Too in the derivative. Past. Also, like 
The NWO came about at a time where the line between fiction and reality was beginning to be blurred in the pro wrestling industry. That's why people legitimately wondered if Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were still were still employees of the World Wrestling Federation at the time. Like there was no chance in hell that anybody would ever yeah. suspect that Another rival organization John can come Cena. into this and this high scale television production and take over the show. There's no, like the the reality of what was you know being fantasized at that period of time would not go in this day and but age. Then what the if the internet a, was barely a thing at that point. There was no social media. You, you just didn't... have to add the lethal dose of poison. <laughs> That's all you need. Vince just has to it, come back and it needs more poison. It, it, you know what? The NWO <laughs> was awesome. But lay it rest in the past. I like agree. let it rest. It, 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 there's there's zero value in a new NWO outside of the fact that it will give somebody something to do on TV for a little bit until the momentum of that push peters out and they realize what a horrible decision this was. So you're saying you don't like it? I do not support <laughs> the decision. No, sir. I didn't to, like it. No, sir. I don't like it. <laughs> All right, Jay, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E or on Instagram at J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E. Network getting closer? Yep, network is launching. Uh, we, I, I, you can't say it still? No, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Soon. Um, TBD. I mean, it's it's very, very, very soon. But I'm. you can follow us on network li- That's network. I'm sorry. I can't, like we have two of them. Network Live. That's N T W R K L I V E. N T W R K L I V E. And that's where you can go for all the updates. And you literally, you need to make. This is one of those things where you need to make sure that you're one of the first to sign up because this is a purely first come first serve model. So, uh, and aren't you got like? Don't you have some kind of DJ event coming up too? The thing you sent me a picture of you like on your face oh, on the ass. Yeah. No, not anymore. Oh, it's not <laughs> happening now. <laughs> no, um, that. Uh, that, there was a cl- conflict with the guy I was putting it on with. Son of a bitch. It's not my fault. I, cool like the, I like the flyer had your face on, yeah. on a girl's ass. It wasn't my fault, but <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's uh, not happening now. Uh, Eli, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Elijah Bates or on Instagram at Brindlebeard. That is all? That's all? Yeah, <laughs> what else do you want? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you can find you want me my at- address? Jesus. You can give it to them if you want. I won't. <laughs> and you can find me. I'm at Ryan Satin on all social media. The website, ProWrestlingSheet.com. It's at Wrestling Sheet on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, if you're just listening to the audio of this on the Wrestling Sheet Radio audio feed, uh, go check out the video. This whole thing has been on video. You can see our, our faces. You can see Eli's uh, reactions that he's really only been giving to this camera that you can't really see via audio. So uh, check us out on there. It's YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's the same place where the recaps that I've been doing with Roka. Uh, the video of that is there as well. Uh, and just other stuff, you know, news hits, uh, random lists. All those kinds of fun things. Also, check out Collider Videos, uh, Collider.com as well. But Collider Videos on YouTube has tons of different shows, tons of different stuff on there available for nerds that, that uh, I can't recommend enough. There's a bunch of awesome stuff on there. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet. Hey, little chico, Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. 
you know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.